What is it like to actually be a pop or AIDS VR club? So I'd say it's evolved over time. To begin with, I personally had a lot more fun because I was more active and involved with the community. As I mentioned before, I personally was more involved on Twitter than in the Discord, but it was just fun. I, I maybe had a few hundred followers on Twitter, but then I got a board ape and then I would just seek out and follow anyone who had a board ape avatar and, and they would follow me and I'd see them in my timeline and chat with them and see what they were up to and what they were doing in the space and get to know them. And it was really this sort of almost instant community and, and everyone was so welcoming. Everyone was warm. Everyone was like by and large friendly, happy to have you in the club. Most people who got in then were getting in at roughly the same price and wasn't astronomical. So it, it was fun and it was just cool over the course of the next couple of months as well, seeing what different members were doing in the space because of the full commercial rights. A bunch of people had ideas and started doing various things. Some people started selling coffee that was branded with their board apes. Some people, Jenkins obviously started this amazing, amazing journey of, of storytelling and, and IP and, and licensing and, and following that. And then there were artists who just created derivatives. There was ApeDAO. There was someone who created like neon ape signs and there's Apesthetics and there's a ton happening. It was just cool seeing sort of all this creativity unlocked and just being part of that and feeling part of that community. That's what it was like then. Now it's interesting because I think a lot of apes, especially the OG apes have sort of gone on to create their own projects and do their own things, just get involved with many more communities. Like back then, by and large, there was one community, one or two. And, and now we're all in so many discords. As you spend time in the space, you might buy more NFTs and be part of more collections and part of more communities and your time gets a bit more split up. And so it's less focused and less centralized than it was then to just this one community as well as, yeah, as I said, a lot of people have their own projects and are doing their own thing. So it's, I guess, a little less intimate. Also, it's grown in size in terms of holders and especially if you include mutants and, and now other dudes and everything, it's a much larger community, but it still feels special. It feels nice to have been part of or to be part of something that has really capture the narrative of the space for so long and certainly i would say now when big events happen that's when i enjoy the space or like the community the most because everyone's like buzzing and there's excitement and everyone rallies around certain events like if jimmy fallon is showing off his ape and then people are having fun or if when apes were being auctioned off at sotheby's or christie's everyone was on twitter and, and putting like suits on their apes and having fun like that and obviously these in real life events i've never been to any yet nft nyc ape fest there's going to be a bunch of ape events uh, where your community can meet each other and have fun in real life and it's certainly different and has evolved but it's been by and large just a fun community to be a part of it sounds like the true value is that you can say i'm a part of this elite you can't get in club because it's sky high it's like 95 ETH right now but then at the same time you have talked about the whole commercialization part which is great but any other project out there can also provide full rights to anyone else and they could also rise so i still struggle to see what the real real value is since normally you talked about community and as you said most of them have gone off to do their own project as well. And they're really, really busy. And you can't stay in a hundred Discord communities. You can join them, but you can't be active in all of them. So would you say that maybe it's a little overhyped? Yeah, I mean, it's really tough to say. I think when you really start looking at almost any of these NFTs and what they're valued at, it all gets crazy and it all starts unraveling. I would say if apes are overvalued, probably everything is overvalued which might be the case, very, very very much likely could be the case. It's really hard to say. They might be overhyped, but I would say part of the value, as you said, sort of like being able to say you're part of the, the board at your club, there's just inherent value in that because of how humans behave and think, I think. I always go back to sort of the example of country clubs in the physical world. It's like people will pay 
hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, maybe more to be part of a golf club or a country club, not because to play around a golf, like anyone can go play around a golf for a hundred dollars at any course, or even a good course, a few hundred dollars. It's really just about the networking opportunities and to be part of this place where other people are paying that amount to be part of this space, or, or maybe you have to be sort of referred to get in or apply to get in. And it sort of like creates these communities of people that are really more serious, more successful, focused on building, et cetera, et cetera, in life. That's just a proven model that has worked for forever, basically in the traditional world. And now we're sort of seeing these clubs form in the digital world and people are valuing them at various levels. And obviously Board Apes are the highest valued one at the moment. And I think a large part of the, the valuation does come from that sort of exclusivity of being part of the club. And some tiny amount of it obviously comes from things like the in real life events and future NFTs that you get airdrop or claim for free. Then you think about, well, why are those valuable? And sort of starts to unravel a bit again there as well. But I think that's sort of where the value comes from. While a lot of us do have our own projects with thousands and thousands of people in the community, obviously it's a very diverse pool and everyone has different opinions. And just speaking personally, if someone has like a board ape, I'm just personally going to be more willing just to hear them out and talk to them because I know that they're part of the same community as me and, and try and help them if I can. Obviously the apes I disagree with, but yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy, the valuation. There's no doubt about that, but so are a lot of things in this life. The valuation is so high and you've said before, it's hard to see the price of board apes crash. What do you think it would take for it to actually crash, hypothetically? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think, first of all, we have to define what a crash is because we've sort of seen a few times the price go down 40 to 60%, which is in most markets a crash and it's pretty, pretty hefty. But I guess in NFTs and crypto, that's a little more common and we see prices and, and like a true crash, I would say is like, 70, 80, 90%. It is difficult to imagine it going to zero, but obviously it's possible. It's hubris to think that apes are immune to a crash or like something catastrophic. I mean, a lot of people didn't think that they would, myself included, like flip punks and have be a higher floor price. A lot of people didn't think punks would ever not be the number one PFP. So, you know, who knows in a year, maybe something new comes out that captures the attention of the next generation and they overtake it. That's one way that I think it's also like Maybe the price won't crash per se, but maybe other projects will leapfrog and, and go even higher. And then in comparison, it's, people will be like, oh, well, apes aren't number one anymore. They're sort of whatever. But I think in terms of an actual crash, it would need to be some sort of black swan event. So either some really awful regulation, litigation, SEC comes along and says, these are a security, you're an American company, blah, 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 really bad. Or a series of errors, series of mistakes, series of mistakes that really annoy not just the larger community, but the ape community as well. And we sort of saw that for the first time, I think, with the other deeds drop. That was not what people were expecting from a company like Yuga Labs. Certainly, there was a lot of negativity towards them and, and apes as a result. And so I think if we see another several fumbles like that or issues like that, then people will very quickly, I think, start to lose trust in the whole ecosystem. And it, it sort of does bring up a slightly different conversation as well, because so there's Yuga Labs as the top and then Bored Apes is one sort of entity and then other deeds, the other side, Metaverse. While they're very much interrelated, they're separate entities and it's quite possible that there's different teams running the two. And I think that even in interviews from the team of Yuga, they've mentioned about how going forward, Yuga is going to be so much more than Bored Apes. Bored Apes will be one part of it, obviously flagship key cornerstone part, but they're going to be doing many other things in the future. And and hopefully it gets to the point where they're sort of relatively independent of each other. So maybe they experiment and have failed projects, but it doesn't necessarily reflect as poorly on the board apes. And similarly, maybe projects aren't 
immediate smashing successes simply because they're from Yugo or associated board apes people and evaluate them more on the merits of the project itself and not just that association. You said before that if board apes hit the punk floor, then you would sell an ape by, an, mm-hmm. by a punk. But then you changed and you said, I'm more bullish about apes rather than punks. Yeah. Why is that? And is it still like that? Yeah, it, it is still like that. I still have three apes and I had zero punks. And I, like, for the longest time, my goal was to own a punk. You know, I think a lot of people have like flip up to a punk. I mean, now I think a lot of people want to get an ape. So I thought it ever gets to the point, I'm so bullish on punks. I really want one. I'm going to, if that ever happens, which I don't think will, I will sell an ape and buy a punk. And then when it did happen, I obviously, I didn't do that. And I think it was just sentiment shift. I also, I think over the course of the last six to 10 months, I guess, Lava Labs, the company behind punks, sort of made several errors. Like we were just talking about with apes, what would it take for them to crash a series of errors? I would say Lava Labs did that. If they basically just sat on their hands and didn't do anything, I think a lot of people would think that the value of punks would have remained really high or higher than apes and and not faltered or crashed. But they sort of defended their IP sort of aggressively in, in ways that the community didn't necessarily love or some of the community didn't love. They didn't have the most open commercial rights for holders to begin with. They communicated poorly in a couple of instances. They made a really big misstep with the V1 punks where they sold some and then they said they shouldn't have sold any and just a series of mistakes by Lava Labs caused that to happen. So then when the floor did get to the point where apes were higher than punks, I just felt a lot more comfortable in the ape ecosystem than the punks. So I, I didn't want to just trade for the sake of it. I thought about what I wanted more and it was apes for sure. 